So to end this sitting, I'll offer a traditional chant, often chanted in Thailand, of a phrase from the Pali Canon. It goes like this in Pali. Anichavata Sankara Upadavaya Damino Upachitava Niruchanti Te Sang Upasamo Suko In a, a translation of it, one translation used is All conditioned things are impermanent. They are of the nature to arise and pass away. Those who understand this truth deeply will live happily. that the Buddha points toward is the the peace of Nibbana. And Nibbana is not a place or some mystical, magical kind of thing. Well, it might be mystical, (laughs) but it's not. um, It's essentially the mind. It manifests as the mind that no longer clings and doesn't doesn't need any of those refuges that are not uh, secure, not supreme. And there are many, you know, there's no way to capture Nibbana in words. We don't have a, we just say Nibbana, (laughs) which means out. Like, it actually means like a fire going out. That was the, one of the references that it has in ancient India. Um... It has a lot of, because it doesn't have any word that describes it, it has a lot of words that describe it. And one of them is supreme safety, which I think is interesting. Another one is deathless, so it's where death is not, kind of not relevant. Also the unborn, the unmade, uncontrived, unfabricated, There's a very interesting one where the sutta that says it is the undeceptive. It's the only thing that doesn't deceive us, unlike our concepts. So, you know, we have our strategies for the insecurity of this life. We talked about the strategies of getting the pleasant, getting rid of the unpleasant, zoning out, or the strategies of creating an identity, having an ideal career, whatever it is, or relationships, some of which are fine. Uh, they're, just not, they're just not the ultimate. And 
And then we have maybe a, when we start practice, we might have a sort of a child's idea of Nibbana as heaven, you know, the place where nothing bad happens and where I'm completely protected and it's all comfortable. (coughs) But I think the Buddha pointed towards something much more radical, which is that things are as they are and we don't suffer for them. We don't do the, the, the action that, which is clinging or craving that leads to or that actually brings about in that moment suffering of some kind, unsatisfactoriness or so forth. So we, we actually, in becoming free, it's not that we become free so much as the world becomes free of us. <laughs> it's free of our grasping, manipulation, pushing away, etc., the world becomes free to be as it is. And we are in it completely as well as independent of it at the same time. And this is, an, this is really fearlessness. Nibbana is also the, the state of fearlessness. And it comes from opening to the truth, from receiving reality as it is, and also from meeting it with an open heart, with metta, with compassion, The free mind responds to the world not with indifference, with, oh, I'm free, I don't have to worry about this anymore. The free mind responds with compassion. It is said. So I want to offer a couple of um, metaphrases from John Travis that are um, untraditional but I think speak very well to what, we're, what we've opened to, in a sense, on this day. So what he offers as metta wishes are, may I live with an open heart, and may whatever covers my heart be dissolved. Those are the only two things that he wishes. May I live with an open heart, may whatever covers my heart be dissolved. So thank you for participating in this day and this I know the exercise was a little intense um, and I hope we've pointed toward not only the, the fear and the, the ways in which we naturally you know, just have trouble opening to this truth um, but also toward some more reliable refuges and toward the possibility of freedom. Maybe take a moment to think back. The very first thing I asked today was, what do you want to learn today, or what do you want to be different? Uh, For those of you who were here at the very beginning. So I guess I might ask, how did that work out? (laughs) And um, and are there other things that need to be said to be complete? We have a little time for questions or comments or wrap-up. This is my last day of freedom. I go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> I've been off for three months. Oh my goodness, yeah. three months. Yeah. 
a three-month retreat. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> uh, so, and I thought, well, how do I want to spend my last day? What a more perfect way to spend <laughs> Meeting change. <laughs> so, my goodness, that is a big change. Well, you have the tools. Yes. This is one of those topics that's always timely. I mean, what day could I pick where somebody, everybody in this room didn't have some change going on in their life? So it's great. But thank you for sharing that. That makes it feel, yeah, particularly appropriate. Yeah. I have a question. Um, and it has to do with almost the, the, the term refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other translations of that term? Because um, to me, refuge, I don't know, there's something like like I don't connect with that term. Because like, I, I always am thinking of refuge as like, you know, you. You're seeking shelter from external things, mm. um, and I don't know. And I guess because it seems like the, the emphasis is of at least um, Buddhism, the Dharma seems. I mean, yes, there's you're you're seeking that, but there's very much going inward, right, internal, mm-hmm. um, and so it's you know. Yeah, I don't know. I Does don't it sound like an escape to you somehow? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. an escape. Yeah. And, and uh-huh. yeah, so this is great because the words, you know, words land differently for different people. Mm-hmm. The word, the Buddhist, um, the Pali word is sarana. Um, and it's what's said, and when we say the three refuges, like buddham, saranang, gachami, I go to the Buddha for refuge. refuge. Um, but... I guess there's kind of two things about a refuge. One is that it is a place that you go that's safe. So like refugees are going somewhere that's safer than their home country. Uh, But I guess another um, phrase for refuge is something that where things are um, protected, like a wildlife refuge or something. And it's not necessarily that they're fleeing, although, but that there's... It's a, something that's been set aside because we think that it's valuable and we want to protect and preserve it. And um, so in that sense, the refuges are things that we hold valuable in our heart and wherever we are. And we decide that we're going to protect our understanding of the teachings, we're going to protect our virtue, we're going to protect our generosity, our peace. We're not going to give it up for other things. It's something that's protected within us. And, you know, this is, can be another way of looking at this phrase. And you, so you could go anywhere, but you have something inside that's like a jewel in your heart. Another word for the three refuges is the three jewels. And so they're the things that are of most value in our lives. And I don't think they need to be shielded or anything. They're actually meant to shine as jewels. So there are sort of other ways to think about this same idea. But any refuge, and you've pointed towards something important, um, any refuge that we name, like Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, that conceptualizes it as something that we think we need for refuge. And uh, in the end, there is no such thing that we can name uh, like that. 
the refuge is our deepest experience, in a sense. And eventually our deepest experience is that there is, uh, that it's empty, <laughs> you know, that there is nothing that needs to be protected. There's no need for refuge when the mind is completely free because there's nothing that threatens it. Nothing can threaten the free heart. And so refuge is one of those things that we ultimately let go of. It's part of the path, but is very, very useful along the way. We couldn't walk the path without it. So it's one of those things that's essential, but will eventually be given up. So I think you've maybe gotten a glimpse of that today, and that was that's triggering your question. But it's, um, it's a good point. Uh, when people went for refuge in the Buddha, it, um, there would often be a case, there's sort of a stock set of phrases where he would give a teaching and then somebody would be really inspired by it and they would say, oh, you know, you have illuminated, you've, you've set upright things that were knocked over and you've explained things and shown a light so that beings can see and, um, and therefore I go for refuge, you know, for life. And the Buddha never asked that people do this and when they did he never said oh great now you're on the right path he would actually that was just like the end of the sutta when people said that it was a spontaneous thing that they did but he neither approved of it nor really encouraged it necessarily so we encourage it here because we don't have a living Buddha for example and I've found it to be very very useful on my path Um, but I don't in the end I don't think there's an external refuge to rely on. I've talked around your issue a little bit, but does this help frame it a little bit? You no, know, it totally does help yeah. frame it. I think what helps me to understand it is that what you said, cultivating the jewels, that uh-huh. makes sense to me more, okay, yeah. right? But refuge, that whole go for refuge. Okay, like, go somewhere, yeah. Well, it makes sense where you start. You go for refuge. But, like, real quickly, I mean, it goes to the point you said about, like, you know, um, there, there's not a magical Buddha that's going to save you, or like you know, you know the, the, Yeah, we have a Judeo-Christian culture, and so we have this idea of God or Jesus or something that can get in there. Now, remember, they didn't have that in ancient India; they didn't have that idea. So, I don't know what refuge meant to them. Actually, it might be different than for us. Um, so, in that way, I think there's some creativity. We can choose it how we want to think about it. So maybe whenever you hear refuge, you substitute the word jewel in your mind. That's fine. Okay, very good. So we'll wind up.